Welcome to another exciting episode of Montana Dream Home. I'm John Stalloway, your host, owner of, and founder of Stonegate Builders, located here in Northwest Montana, Big Fork. Today we're going to talk about insulation, and with the weather we've had in the last couple of weeks, there's no better subject. We've had a series of 40 below weather, and I've heard a lot of folks that have had broken water pipes, and it's got me thinking that in my years of construction, I have never had a home with a broken water pipe. And I think it's because we focus so much on insulation. A lot of contractors try to cut corners when it comes to this point in a project, and I refuse to do it. If you want me to cut back on insulation building your home, lose my number, because I want people to be safe, sound, and secure. So today we're gonna to bring in my good friend, Lon Anderson from True North Spray Foam Insulation. Uh, he's one of our, he's our preferred contract. Come on in here, Lon. How you doing? Good man. So we've been working together for a long time and 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 uh, I've gone through a lot of iterations of, before there was spray foam, uh, I've gone through a lot of iterations of how do you how do you insulate properly to keep a house safe. And I've learned a lot about air leakage, water and air leaking into a home is an absolute killer. And with the technology that we have today, there's no reason in the world why a house should have to breathe. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I've come up with, and tell me if I'm wrong. So we like to spray our lids. So the entire lid is sprayed and we use six inches of foam up there. Correct. And uh, it, it actually will seal the house, make it structurally more rigid, provide any air from leaking in, and allows that attic cavity to be used to run water pipes, mechanicals, everything in a conditioned space. Absolutely. So then on the walls, we like to use two inches of foam followed by bats. If I use all foam, well, the cost goes up because it's not cheap stuff. Correct. So we do that and then we like to insulate the floors from underneath and then we use rock wool insulation on all of our interior walls for sound attenuation. So why am I doing what I'm doing? Good questions. A lot <laughs> of people probably don't know these answers. Some of the things that we try to do at True North is, like you mentioned, first thing, is keeping your house airtight. Mm -hmm. We don't want anything from the outside coming in and we don't want our inside going back out. So as long as we seal our homes so they're tight, we do that by going to our windows first when we first start this. Mm -hmm. We go around a window and we seal it up. And we just use can spray and we go around seal up. Next we're gonna come by. And this is closed cell. This is all closed cell spray foam. Mm -hmm. The properties of it has about a 7.1 R value compared to a lot of people might be familiar with open cell, which is about 3.5. Does open cell come before closed cell then? Was it invented I'm not exactly sure then? which one is invented first, mm -hmm. but a little history on spray foam real quick. Okay, go ahead. Spray foam was invented by Otto Baer in Germany, pre-Hitler. Mm -hmm. They wanted to have this as a material that they could use to fix bombed runways. No kidding. It's something that they could pour down to the ground, seal it up real quick, and back up nearer they go. That's thought. how this all came about. No kidding. Today, spray foam or polyurethane foam is used in styrofoam cups to keep your coffee hot, mm -hmm. keep your hand not burning. It's in the seat that you sit on at your home, your couches, your chairs, your car is completely full 
of polyurethane spray foam. No kidding. Our, our, everything that we use in our environment has spray foam in it, and we just don't know about it. How about that? Spray foam in our homes has been around for about 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. NASA first started bringing it in back in the 50s, but today it's uh, growing probably 15%, 20% a year. It's predicted that somewhere down in the next 20 years, that 70% of all homes will be all polyurethane foam. No kidding. What about the chemistry? Is it safe chemistry for an interior environment? Absolutely. Because, you know, there was a lot of talk about when they first came out with OSB, they used formaldehydes and other chemicals, um, and that they fume off. Do you have that problem with the, the spray foam? Some of the older spray foams do off-gas. Off-spray foam does inherently off-gas. Uh, we say re-entry at least two hours, but reoccupy a minimum of 24. I see. So we don't want any of our clients coming into the home until we feel like it is completely safe. Oh, that's important. According to the manufacturers, 24 hours is the magic number. I had a guy once approach me uh, about doing f spray foam using like a uh, natural organic product. Are you familiar with that at all? It was really water intensive. I mean, the, the room was like incredibly damp after he finished. And, that, and then of course he disappeared. <laughs> well, <laughs> he did most much. likely what that was is a cellulose. Yes. And they inject it with water, they put it in the wall, mm -hmm. and then the water has to cure before you put your sheetrock up. Oh, I see. So that in itself, you're basically putting moisture into your... Bad idea. We prefer spray foam. Yeah, I get it. So um, so what kind of R value am I getting with... with and, and at what point do I actually attain a water vapor barrier with spray foam? How thick does that have to be? Spray foam at one inch creates an air barrier, and at two inches we create a vapor barrier. I see. Which will not allow moisture to transfer to and fro. You do not want moisture coming in or out. Mm -hmm. And so that by putting a bat over the top of that, what if you have a two by six construction, which is what we always do here in Montana, um, what air value am I getting with the bats along with the two inch? So with the two inch spray foam, you're gonna have an R14, followed up by an R13 bat, which will give you an exterior of an R27. Can't beat that. Most guys give 19 if they're lucky. So yeah, it's great. Um, I always tell my guys, if you see daylight anywhere on an outside wall, it's got to go away. When they make these outlets now, these plastic outlets for on the outside walls, you see the, these cutouts on the back side. It defeats the whole purpose if you're going to get air leaking out through there. How do, you, how do you mitigate that? Well, what we typically try to do is any penetrations that come through your rim, through your uh, bottom plate, through your top plate, we try to seal all those up so air cannot travel up or down or sideways. Okay. So as long as we can kind of block anything, you won't feel like some of the old houses, you could come up to an electrical box and feel air moving Yeah, it's around. terrible. Yep. And any of a spray foam home, when done correctly by professional installers, you will not have that. Great. So we do want to make them really, really tight. In the next episode, we're going to talk about HVAC. But suffice to say that we want to control the environment now. So we use an HRV system, which is a ventilated heat recovery system. It actually takes the air out of the room pulls the heat out of it, transfers it to fresh air coming into the room, and so that, that, that air coming in is already preconditioned, um, so your furnace doesn't have to work as hard to bring that up to temperature, but then we try to do an, a certain number of air changes every day. You want to control that. Uh, 
total control of your air coming in and going out. Don't yes. you agree? Yeah, I do. Let's go visit one of the spots you just finished. Okay. So we're in the great room of the same house and you just finished this spot. Why don't you give me an idea of actually your process and what you do uh, to get to this stage? Typically when we first come in, like I said earlier, we come in, we go around the doors, uh, seal those off, come through, and then we go into protection mode. We're gonna protect all of our glass, hardware, mm -hmm. anything else that we can get spray foam on. Sure. Spray foam during the application process is inherently messy. Guys that install, when we were doing this, they were an organic vapor respirators, uh, fresh air systems, nice. you know, protective gloves and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Since we're basically mixing chemicals, once we come in, uh, we try to find out where interior and exterior meet. So, like on this bay right here, it's part inside, so we didn't spray the whole thing. Right. It's just kind of corner. But we want to make sure that we seal anywhere corners and such, mm -hmm. so that no uh, cold air can come in. So once we're sprayed out, we have the ceiling up here is all sprayed. We go through and we double check everything. We look at all of our different joints and stuff. There's a few spots. We're not done in here yet, mm -hmm. but there's a few areas that we're going to come back in and touch up. But once we spray, we come back in, we clean off all the surfaces of our yeah, studs. Yeah, I see that. All the studs are nice and clean. And because this is balloon framing, we went with uh, manufactured lumber here, which is really nice. It keeps the walls nice and straight. straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went with three inches here, and you know, there's a lot of windows in this room. And one of our concerns was be because there's so much heat loss from the windows, even though they're good Pella windows, we wanted to make sure that the rest of the envelope was airtight and warm. So we went above our standard of two inches plus bats, we went with three inches of foam. Correct. At what point, and I know that, I'm pretty correct on this, that there comes a point of diminishing return on the thickness of foam versus our value. So how does that work? Uh, I have a, a chart that basically explains that when two inches of spray foam is applied, you receive about a 90% efficiency rating. Mm -hmm. Three inches will bring you up to 95. It's almost perfect. Approximately right there. Yeah. Much after three and a half to five inches, and then after that, the diminishing return on your investment does go down. Five inches and above. Correct. Yeah. But spray foam at seven inches is almost 100% efficient. Really? There is a point of diminishing return. But now you're talking twice the cost. Right. Because it's seven inches thick. Right. And that's, that can be pretty extreme in big houses like this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So I, th I think that we made a good decision to do three inches in this room. And then we'll go back to the two inches with bats and the balance of the house because it's mostly walls. Right. Yeah. Makes sense? I see that you tape off all of the boxes. That makes the electricians happy. <laughs> yeah, um, the electricians seem to get a little testy when all yeah, the stuff's they sure covered do. Particularly so. if a painter's in here and all of a sudden all of his wires are white. Yes. <laughs> they don't like that too much. <laughs> Just one fact too also, yeah. John. There's been several tests done by the government. Uh, spray foam does not hurt any of the sheathing on your electrical wires mm -hmm. and also on your poly pipe for your water lines and stuff. Oh, good. So spray foam will not affect those in any way. Well, that's good to know, because I always have my guys go through a house before the balance of the insulation, and I have them foam every penetration that plumbing is going through. Because 
plumbing, if you turn a faucet on and off, has a tendency to, to move things. I don't like to hear the rattle, and I like everything inside the wall to be firm. So, uh, so it's good to know that the foam's not going to affect it at all. So, right. so does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, let's tell you what. I really appreciate you coming out today, Lon. You bet. Yeah, it's always good to see you. And thanks Anytime. for doing such a great job for us at Stonegate. You bet, John. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for joining us today in this second episode of Montana Dream Home. We want to thank our special guest, Lon Anderson from True North Spray Foam Installation, for joining us today and explaining the virtues of using a spray foam. Keep your house comfortable and warm. Look for us on stonegatebuilders.co for future episodes. Make sure to join us next time where we'll be talking about HVAC systems. In the meantime, thanks for joining us. We'll leave the door unlocked for you.